Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist, hypnotherapist, and founder of The Mindful Clinic. Today, we are going to talk about why you need to write that shit down. Okay. You're like, this has nothing to do with weight, Jordana. Just wait. Just wait. I can relate everything to your weight loss journey. And actually, better yet, I can relate anything to your rebalancing journey because that's what we're talking about with weight loss. We're not really talking about like losing the last 10 pounds. Like that is the very like shiny, sexy component of it that people like, that people buy into. They're like, yeah, I want to lose the weight. And I'm like, little do you know, we're just going to change your whole life. Because if you've gained the weight, like the weight is kind of the body's way of protecting you, right? And also the way of your body giving you feedback that like, hey, something's out of balance here. And if something's out of balance in the physical body, then it means that over time there have been emotional imbalances because the body follows the mind. And so today we're going to talk about why you need to write that shit down. Why you need to write things down, like physically write them down, okay? And like before I get in, of course, I'm going to tell you a personal story. So I am a hand writer. (laughs) So I have a biased personal interest in this topic, but I hand write everything, like even in class and especially with my clients. And so a couple of years ago, as I was handwriting in my journal, the other like component that I should mention here is that I cannot write well, like I can't even read my writing half the time. When people look at it, they're like, this is chicken scratch. It looks like a boy's writing. Like it is not pretty. It's very loopy. And sometimes I don't even finish the word. I just kind of like scribble (laughs) the end. But there's a method to my madness, I swear. Anyways, I write everything down. I always have. And this is partly because I am not extremely tech savvy, yet I'm getting better. And the other part of this is that this is how I've always done it. And so you know, it took me a really long time to buy myself my own laptop, right? Like my parents didn't have that like interest or money. And when I was growing up, like not everything was on the computer. Whereas like with my kids, like they have laptops. My son uses a Chromebook in his class when he's finished his work. When I was growing up, this is like a long time ago. A lot has changed. So I just always learned to write things down with my hand. And so I write all my client notes in little journals and I would go to Staples when they would be on sale and I would just buy like a whole bunch of little ones, not Staples, sorry, chapters. And so I purchased all these little notebooks and like half the time when I'm with my clients, I really want to be with them, like engaged. And so I don't really take the time to like put the date or, you know, even like sometimes write the client's name. I'm just like writing in the notebook that's beside me on the table. And so I had a client who was actually involved in a legal battle. And technically, with my own regulations as a clinical nutritionist, I'm supposed to keep all records of my client sessions 
for over two years. And like, we were just almost hitting the two year mark. And so her lawyer reached out to me and she was like, okay, we need to collect all of the notes. And I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to find these things? Because I never throw journals out. Like I have boxes and boxes full of journals, but like, I don't even know what year they're in. Like half the time I'm going back and forth. And the reason why I'm fighting for this topic of like writing shit down is because In that situation, it kind of bit me in the ass, truly. I did end up finding it and like I transcribed the majority of the notes. I took pictures, like it was all fine, but it could have been very bad. And so then from that moment on, I bought myself an iPad. And I was so excited about this iPad. I'm like, oh, you know, I can actually physically write on the iPad. And this has really helped, like truly, it's better than typing for me. However, it still doesn't satisfy the scratch, 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 scratch of the pen on the paper. And if you read the book, Something from Nothing, you'll know why I said it like that. But anyways, it doesn't replace like the actual tangible feeling of the pen or the pencil like on the paper for me personally. So my iPad has been dead for like two months. Anyways, okay, (laughs) I'm getting into why you need to write that shit down. And I'm very passionate about this because everybody who is in my presence, whether it's like in school or even my clients are always like, Jordana, how do you remember that shit? Like truly, it seems like there's so much knowledge and it's so easy for me to recall information, especially if I care about it. There's a lot that I don't know for sure, but I know a lot about one specific topic to the point where I would be in class and a teacher would have said something like, six months ago in passing. And I remember very specifically, Paul Demita, he was one of my teachers for metabolism and fundamentals of health. And he told us this one time that this one nutrient, molybdenum, that we like never talk about, it's a mineral, that molybdenum was used in the liver for a detox process and to help create a specific type of energy. And he was like, if you don't have molybdenum, you can't engage in this specific process. And I feel like it's like creating super oxide dimutase or something like that. Anyways, he said it once. And then six months later, he was like, oh, does anyone know this mineral? And I was like, molybdenum. And people looked back and they were like, oh my God, Jordana, like what the fuck? And so I'm just telling you, I think it's important to write shit down. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. And I'm also going to tell you why it's important to write shit down for your weight loss journey, okay? Because the number one thing that I see with all of my clients, every single person who joins MFM, and we almost have 100 people in there now, and every single person that joins MFM is overwhelmed. Every single person feels stressed out. Every single person feels like they can't keep up. Every single person feels like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Like truly, there's a very specific archetype of people that come into my world that deal with things like weight gain and all of those three things, like being overwhelmed, feeling really stressed out, having the weight of the world on their shoulders, not being able to process their emotions properly, right? That's why we turn to food because we feel dysregulated and then we're like, we don't know how to make ourselves feel better. The brain has never learned how to regulate or process this emotion. And so it just looks for something external to temporarily make it feel better. And so hopefully at this point, you're convinced enough to keep listening to the rest of this podcast and why you need to write shit down. But I can tell you right now that writing shit down is directly related to your weight. 
Okay. So that's the first thing is honestly writing shit down gets things out of your head. Like it literally unloads. It takes something out of your head and it puts it on a piece of paper. So you don't need to keep ruminating on it. And the second thing is it's really beneficial for your memory. I'm going to talk specifically about like what parts of your memory and how this works. But basically like neuroscience has confirmed the efficacy is of actually writing something down because we're using more muscles to do that. Like when we're typing, we're not actually engaging in like making the shape of the A, making the shape of the D. We're thinking about it, we're looking at it and we're using the muscle memory of actually creating the structural like semantic pieces of those letters. And it helps us actually encode and memorize much better. So. As much as I want to own the I'm a genius archetype, honestly, half of it is just because I write shit down. Okay, so let's talk about the first part a little bit more. Why it's important to get things out of your head. When we talk about actually physically unloading something from your nervous system, again, like it comes down to this dysregulation piece, right? So when we are processing emotions, more often than not, when we learn a lot of these like really big emotions, we learn them before the age of seven. Like every single time I do an exercise with a client, like a regression therapy exercise or an inner child exercise, and I ask them, where does the emotion sit in your body? When was the first time you had this emotion? Every single time they're going to ages like one to seven. Sometimes it's like age 14 and I'm like, "Mm -mm, go back farther because that's not the first time you felt anger, right? It's not the first time you felt sadness. That's not the first time you felt like pain or guilt or anything like that. And so when we're children and we experience these really big emotions, more often than not, our parents don't know how to emotionally regulate properly. And so then they can't really teach us how to emotionally regulate properly. I'm going to give you an example of my son. So I don't even know why. I mean, I do know why now, but Sometimes when I'm just like, we're sitting on the couch and I'm doing work and he's really fidgety, it like really triggers me. And, and it makes me want to like yell at him. And all he's doing is just like moving and fidgeting around. And it became very apparent to me that like when I would be fidgety like that, because I was ADHD, I mean, I am ADHD, but as a child, I was diagnosed when I would move around a lot like that, like my dad would yell at me. He would be like, stop that. Like it would really bother him. It would really trigger him. And do you see how now here When my son is doing it, it's triggering me. And now I'm acting like my dad because I'm like, I want to yell at him so badly. And sometimes I do. And I feel awful because he's like, he's just a kid. He's just moving around. There's just excess energy. And there's a better way to get that energy out for sure. But the point is that oftentimes when our children feel triggered, we feel triggered. When my daughter cries and cries and cries, like I just want to be like, stop fucking crying. Sometimes, like sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, baby, that's okay. I got you. But like when it's on and on and on and on, you're just like, holy shit, shut up. (laughs) Like, I want to pull my hair out. Right. And so what's happened here is that just like I feel the trigger with my kids, like my kids are in a state of dysregulation. And instead of me modeling regulation, I get go into a state of dysregulation. Their dysregulation dysregulates me. And therefore, nobody's learning how to process emotions. Okay? So when we actually take our emotions, and more often than not, like when we have just too much information in our head. So I was having a conversation with a private client, 
And she was like, I just feel so overwhelmed. Like the kids are going back to school and I have so many things to do. And I wanted to do this with the house this summer and there's not enough time. And she's like, and I just keep snacking because I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my gosh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a step back. There is too much shit in your head right now. <laughs> like there's too much in there. Okay. You need to unload it. Because if we just keep replaying these programs of like adding more stimulus and adding more information, adding more information, like you're looking and thinking about all the things that you're not doing, nothing is going to get done because it becomes overwhelming. And then we end up just wanting to escape the uncomfortableness of the anxiety of having too much shit in our head, right? This is why journaling is a really effective technique and why I often recommend like doing it in a preventative way, like not just like when you feel overwhelmed, write shit down, but literally like in a preventative way, like before you feel overwhelmed, we're unloading like every morning and every evening. And it doesn't have to be this like long winded journaling practice of like, oh, my feelings and blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes I literally just write down like send X, Y, and Z this protocol, respond to this email and I'm grateful for whatever my kids. Okay, so when we feel those states of dysregulation, more often than not, we just don't know how to turn that off. And so therefore we end up finding a coping mechanism that's not healthy. And also we don't end up doing the work. (laughs) And so then that issue, like if hunger's not the problem, eating's not the solution, right? So that issue of like, I have too much to deal with and like, I don't know where to start or I feel overwhelmed has not been dealt with. And so we're just gonna keep repeating that same cycle. And so when we actually write shit down, we get it out of our head, we can physically unload, and then our head becomes more clear and it's easier to be able to prioritize what needs to come first. Hi babes, I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, if you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And a meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day and every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. Okay, the way that I'm talking about it is in a very like my to-do list type of way, but this is also very important and cathartic for like some harder emotions to deal with, some negative emotions. Because when we feel things like sadness or pain or demotivated or, you know, lethargic or anything that like any negative feeling that we feel, 
when it's just living inside of our body, inside of our head, not only are we sending signals to the rest of the body that we're not safe and then the body's going to hold on to more weight or that something's wrong and the body's not going to hold on to more weight, but we're also really identifying with it. It's not just like, oh, I'm a person and I'm experiencing sadness right now. It's like, I am sad versus like, I'm having the thought that I'm sad, right? So when we actually take the emotion, we put it out on paper, it's much easier to disassociate from that emotion rather than identifying it. This is like basic ACT work actually, where we practice cognitive diffusion instead of fusing with our thoughts and holding on to them and like identifying them like I am sad, I am guilty, I am whatever. When we put it on a piece of paper, we can actually disassociate from it, okay? So that component is really around nervous system regulation, getting shit out of your head, being able to prioritize, you know? But then some of the other really practical things that getting shit out of your head really does is it improves your learning. So this is what I was talking about when I'm like, oh my gosh, like I remember most things, honestly. I was just at the rehab center on Sunday and this actually doesn't have anything to do with writing down, but this is like, because I've practiced my memory so much because I write things down so often, it's very likely that I'm going to remember other things as well. It's kind of like strengthening that muscle. We're flexing the muscle of memory by writing things down and visually looking at it because now we've created another cue. So anyways, I was at the rehab center on Sunday. When I was there the Thursday prior, I had to do this task where I was sitting in a new office and I was sitting in the office and I was helping a client phone their parent. And I was just sitting there kind of like bored and I was there for like maybe 10 minutes. And then the client finished the call, I closed the office and I left. And I honestly couldn't tell you one thing that was in that office other than the fact that there was a computer and a black binder that I was using and a phone because I was engaging with all of those things. I literally couldn't tell you one thing that was in that office except at the very top of like, you know how we have like the top boards, almost like it was like a really top shelf and there wasn't very much space between the top shelf and the ceiling, I noticed this little yellow box. And I was like, interesting, what is that? And it had like a prescription thing on it. And I was like, oh, it's an EpiPen. It's epinephrine, cool. And then I went along my way. So fast forward to a few days later on Sunday, one of the clients got stung by a bee. She's having anaphylactic shock. I wasn't even there. And they're running around. The nurse is like, I don't have any EpiPens. Like the woman is literally like about to faint. She's like in the hallway. We had to do a whole lockdown situation. And I was like, what's going on? And the other counselor was like, Jordana, like just look for an EpiPen. And like, I could see panic on her face. And I was like, I know exactly where one is. And I just like ran and got it and stabbed her in the knee. And she was totally fine. And so hero of the day, but the real hero here is the practice of getting things out of your head so that there is more space for random shit. Because if I was sitting in that chair in that office, catastrophizing about all the things that I had to do that day, there's no way. I would notice that EpiPen. There's no way that I would be present enough to see the random things in my environment. And so when we get things out, we can be present in the moment and we can also improve our learning, okay? So moving forward to like actually improving the learning, like there's a study on this, right? So writing things down by hand is significantly more beneficial, especially when it comes to learning and also processing 
the information. So there was a study done in 2014 that found that it basically was looking at students who use laptops versus students who actually take notes by hand. And in three different experiments, the researchers found that the students who use the laptops are able to take down more words, yes, but they process the information more shallowly, meaning like it's not very deep. It's not very semantic. They're not really memorizing it. Meanwhile, the students who took notes by hand wrote fewer words, yes, but they process the information more thoroughly and efficiently. And so when we're writing something down versus typing it, we are able to actually encode it in a different way because it comes down to using this type of muscle memory. And we're also not just typing things verbatim. So in the times when I haven't had a pen and paper and I've just been like typing, 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 I'm not really listening. Like I'm just like writing everything down word by word and exactly what the teacher is saying versus like listening to what the teacher is saying and then putting it in my own words as I scribble on the paper. And that's really important because when that shows a level of conceptualization, right? We're not just verbatim, like mirroring exactly what the teacher is saying without like encoding or understanding it. We're listening to it, we're conceptualizing it, and then we're repeating it and putting it into a sheet of paper. It's really beneficial. And of course this can help with like school stuff, but also just like writing down your grocery list, right? Like this is something that Chris and I do every time we get to the grocery store and we're like, what do we need? Like we should have wrote it down. And even when I put it in my phone, right? Like I have to go and look at my phone, but if I actually write it down half the time, I don't even need to pull the paper out, okay? So that is how writing things down can strengthen your processing and like learning. And then it also impacts the memory, right? So two essential things happen when you write by hand. We have something called external storage, and then we also have encoding. Now, there's many different ways that we can encode things into the brain. I remember learning about this like four years ago, and it was so cool. Like it was just memory is amazing. Like Understanding the difference between short term -term memory, long term memory, and how they interact with one another is so, so cool. But when we're going to encode something, there are ways that our brain kind of shortcuts this. So one of the ways is like making it semantic, meaning like it has to have meaning. So if I just looked at the word black, then without understanding the meaning of it, I'm going to be less likely to be able to remember how to spell or what the word black is, or even that I need to remember it. Versus if I look at the word black and then I think about the color black, then we're creating meaning. And then also if we go one step further and I'm like, oh, I'm actually currently wearing a black dress. Now it has a lot of meaning. I'm definitely going to remember that I saw that the word black. Okay. So that's what encoding is. And then external storage is like, okay, so, so blatantly, like so black and white here. It's very, very easy. When we take something out of our head and we put it on a piece of paper, we can now like visit it again. Like it's stored externally. We don't have to pretend to try and remember everything. It's there on the piece of paper, right? And because handwriting actually requires you to do more mental lifting, Better memory recall is given as a result because of that muscle memory. So I tend to write down everything. And also as we are writing things down, the brain is able to analyze and encode and process things. And so when we take it out of our brain, basically we're like unloading it. We're like, hey, like you can worry about other things. We're going to put on this piece of paper and we know we can reference it at any point in time. Okay. So hopefully after listening to this podcast episode, you will start to write shit down. Okay. It's very important. It definitely benefits your health. 
It's gonna help you process your emotions better. It's gonna improve and enhance your learning and conceptualizing. And it's gonna be able to strengthen your memory to the point where you are gonna wow people around you. <laughs> All right, guys, if you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll see you back on another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. Bye.